Welcome to the Science of Self-Care, where two very chatty, self-care-obsessed lab rats, me, Steven, and me, Sophie, dig deep into a topic. We get all the science behind that topic from Dr. Shannon O'Dell. I share my findings and research with Sophie and Steven, and then we try to figure out how effective it could be in our everyday lives. As in, is it self-care or a self-square? So sit back and enjoy the Science of Self-Care. Well, we're back with another episode of the always delightful (laughs) Science of Self-Care, self-proclaimed delightful podcast. It's always good to start a podcast and then hear the hosts exclaim, wow, this podcast is delightful. Walk in confident, you know. You have to. We should be positive about ourselves. Yeah. 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 I mean, if we're going to practice what we preach, which is self-care, we have to take care of ourselves with affirmation. Exactly. Positive psychology. That all to say, we're here with another episode. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe this is, okay, this is me going out on a limb, but this might be an episode where the majority of people use this thing who also listen to the podcast. No. Well, I, I, I do agree. And I also would say this is. When we first started the podcast, we kept, we're like, oh, we'll do an episode on THC. And it's been, is this our third season? Like, it's been so long. We're finally doing it. We're finally doing it. We've done like 50 episodes. (laughs) Yeah. We always wanted to do vitamins and this. And this. Yeah. And it's all about living your dreams. Yeah. Which is right now. This is THC. We we, we didn't say it. And right now. (laughs) You. This is THC, and this is THC. Oh my God! Do you remember all of those commercials when we were younger that were like anti-drug commercials? And remember the one with Rachel oh Lee Cook God. where she was like making the eggs? And this is your brain like, on drugs. Yeah, and then Iconic. she did. And she. This is your family. Iconic. This is your. Um, I don't know, nanny or babysitter. I don't know. I also would pause it, and I'd like have to check the research. But I'm pretty sure that that was her big break or like was like early. Like that no, was before, it has like, to be after she's all that. She wouldn't do. Do we I think, think they got her. No, I don't. Steven, you think she would do no. she's all that. And then I think they got that? her because she was big. No, I think they they were casting. She's all that. And they were like, <laughs> who is that girl? No, wait, get wait. Her for the she's d- got a real could yeah. be on drugs vibe. Yeah. No, I think that they always had people. It was like Got Milk. Like you didn't just see like your janitor from your school in Got Milk campaigns. Like it's a celebrity. What other commercials did you see your janitor in? Um, uh, H&R Block and right. Sel- Selena and Barnes. I forgot Steven's, to say. Steven's janitor was like J.K. Simmons. <laughs> yeah. this farmer's and he sued animals. for neck injuries due to a um, rare, rare end crash. What do you call those? Oh yeah, what ambulance you, chasers. No, what do you call when you get rear-ended? Oh, rear-ended. <laughs> okay, and I, I swear we are not testing out the goods when it comes to this episode. You may think, but no, you, you may think, but we're not. So, speaking of THC, I would love to hear your thoughts on THC, your relationships. Right, we started with a being younger and seeing those ads i for one remember the ad that was the guy on the couch deflated while yes. he's like i don't remember I, in that. my memory his like little brother was like yeah 
jumping in a pool or something like that. Oh, and he was going to drown. And maybe he was going to drown, but the guy was deflated on the couch. Maybe I'm conflating oh like a movie I saw with that, but <laughs> oh, it affected me. I think That's I remember that now. Yeah. Well, I was going to say there's one, but it actually is not. Is it drugs or drinking? But it's like they had like a little girl say like all the crazy stuff that like an older woman would say about like going out and getting like wow. wasted and stuff. And then they were like, you wouldn't want her to say this. Why are you? <laughs> like it was so That feels weird. weird. Okay, wait, and- I'm looking up the anti, the Rachel Lee Cook's thing was a 19. 19- okay, check the dates. Check 90- the dates. <laughs> also titled <laughs> Frying Pan. <laughs> okay. It says that it was in 97 or 98, and now I'm going to tell you when she was in She's All That, because I have to find out. I'm going to guess, like, 99. Wow, 99. <gasps> she was discovered. But before that, she was in the Babysitter's Club movie in 95. Oh, that's not a breakout. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she did not break out to Honestly, Shannon in that. Yeah, to be fair. Well, but I feel like that was a big movie, but maybe not big enough for her to break out. It was an ensemble right. cast. Okay, and then she was in Tom and Huck, Carpool. Tom and Huck? Who the hell Who knows that? that? Yeah, she Carpool. acted. She didn't break out. <laughs> Shannon's like, yeah, she acted. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely did her but job. listen, back to the topic at hand. <laughs> but so wait, what also, I was saying is... Something else, though, really quick. She yeah. probably filmed She's All That. And then film the commercial. Because think about how long things no. take in post-production. If they don't and take two And then by the time years. it came out. This is an investigative <laughs> podcast into the history of... Okay, T- anyway, back to TNT. What's your thing? Okay, so, so my I, question is, what was your relationship? How did, you know, we talked about being younger and seeing, yeah. you know, yeah. things I about promise it. I'll get to... This is related to all of it. But you know what's interesting? That <laughs> Rachel Lee Cook? Yeah. Well, I just thought about this when you were saying that and we were talking about her is that it's really going to be interesting to see what like Gen Z's relationship yeah. is mm-hmm. because Legalized. they didn't grow up with the frying pan. Yeah. And oh, yeah. We had the frying pan. So now we grew up where it was like, you know, one thing it also, when we were younger. Well, and to be fair, like if Gen Z was able to look back, like for us, I think in that generation, we are this weird, <laughs> not to be like we're the best, but I'm just saying we've seen like, all this stuff change and unravel within our lifetime, within a short amount of our lifetime. So I just sort of feel like if I was a Gen Z person and I understood, wow, there were so many rules about this thing that that now there are no rules for in most places. Well, yeah, everything could be bullshit. So why should I trust anything? Yeah, that's wow. good. You know, but that's I do, and, and with that, I do think there have been studies that Gen Z on a trend do not do drugs. As they much seem, as millennials yeah, they and to a do lot less. of other things. Yeah, they seem I think to they do also less. don't hang out with their friends as much, but that might be a COVID-related thing. To answer the question in like just a few words on my end, my relationship to THC, which really means weed, and I'm going to say weed, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, obviously we mean THC in a science perspective, but for right. me, I was never a weed gal, and I felt the peer pressure to smoke it. Mm. I did at times when I felt just like so much, you know, it was just like, okay, like, cause everyone else is. Right. And that was rare for me. Ultimately, as soon as I was making my own choices, you know what I mean? I was like, no, nah. just didn't go for right. it. Cause yeah. for me, uh, 
I just think I think honestly your body chemistry has a lot to it just doesn't affect me the way yeah. that I think it affects it's really great for some people the one thing I will say is now I had a little like reconnection with THC in the form of, edi- of edibles a renaissance if you will mm-hmm. where and again very rare but sort of like I'll be with friends one of yeah. them will have an edible and we will giggle at a movie it's not like yeah. a big yeah, yeah. thing it's like maybe that yeah. would happen once every like three months if that maybe more so yeah. yeah so I'm just like I just don't have a lot to say about it on my end but Stephen I'm interested to hear about you being you know a former pharmacist <laughs> No, I was not a pharmacist. <laughs> okay. My relationship is, I th- I think when I, well, I mean, when I was younger in like high school, I only maybe like tried it once or twice, but it wasn't really like something I was like, go, like I wasn't like seeking it. And then I think when I went to college, I feel like it's just around, yeah. it was around more in college. Yeah. And then I just had a friend who was like always, um, always had weed. So I would like have yeah. weed. I would have weed with them. Like that's your weed take friend. Take a slice. Yeah, yeah I would take like, a okay. slice of weed. But yeah, and then I thought it was fun, and I liked it. And um, you know, we'll get into all of the stuff that it does to you, but um, scientifically. But I always just like thought it was fun in that sense because it was like, oh, you're just like in the dorm, and you're just like hanging yeah. out, and it's all like whatever. And I think my chemistry. Like you were saying, like some people, you know, you you meet people who are like, yeah, um, oh, it like gives me really bad anxiety. But my right. my yeah. chemistry is complementary to oh. it. So we do a little, we do a tango, THC and a, <laughs> a little one two step. <laughs> but now, also now, when I get older, now that I'm older, it's so nice to have little edibles. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it also, yeah, is like giggle smoking. with a friend. Like I don't want to smoke any. I don't like, like that. Yeah. I don't like that part. Yeah, I like now that I can that there's edibles because I don't like the smoking part. I think this is great because I think we have different perspectives, but also similar perspectives. So I want to get down to the science a little bit, right? Because yeah. who knows? Someone might not know what THC is because they just think of it as weed. So let's start with the plant. Let's start with the plant. Love we them. have the plant, and that has over a hundred compounds called cannabinoids yes right heard of it heard, heard of it, of it. There, Love but there's tons there's tons of them in it yeah. you know like at least over a hundred that we've identified there's probably more it's very like uh like a compound rich plant beautiful we normally talk about two of them of the main ones that are in like somewhat of a high percentage we have cbd yes which we talked about in a previous episode if you're like they already did this episode we kind of did but we didn't then the other one is THC, and that's what we're talking about today. So CBD is the thing that's kind of like legal everywhere. You know, you take it's non-psychoactive. You might like take it in a – there's a lot of startups that are like CBD oil. We talk about all of that in that episode if you want to go listen to it. This is THC. So THC is the psychoactive component in cannabis. Yes. So that's the stuff – THC is most likely the thing that gets you high. So much so that like we legally call things that that are the same plant but they don't have THC, that's basically hemp. Okay. Right. That's that's hemp, which is an am- amazing material that can do a lot of cool things. Exactly. And people also, you know, take hemp oil again that would have maybe the other cannabinoid c- compounds but it specifically doesn't have this THC. Mhm. Mhm. And what's They're interesting They're like twins. You know, yeah. 
Yeah, they're like basically <laughs> twins. And like, if you can imagine you know them twins. Think about back twins, to back you know. with their arms crossed. Yeah. I yeah. think that that's You have identical and you have fraternal. This is fraternal twins. <laughs> mm-hmm. One's like a little um, chill and one's a little spunky. A little kooky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I could see it being an animated series of like yeah. the, the animated series. There's CBD and then there's THC. <laughs> But their names yeah, are like C THC and T. Is always, yeah. THC is always yeah. getting in trouble, and CBD always comes around and charms everyone to bail. It could be like THC. CC and yeah. CC and TT. I love that. Paramount Plus on Paramount. the line. Are you I'm listening? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Specifically Paramount Plus. Like I said, cannabis is a plant, mm-hmm. and there's lots of different subspecies, and we know that humans have had a relationship with cannabis for a very long time. Some, you know, there's there's records dating back to like 100 uh, A.D. Where, for, where people were using wow. it in China. But it was probably used, you know, people believe that it was cultivated very close to humans. And people have been using it for medicinal uses, for re- religious purposes. It just has a long history with humans. And the most recent history with humans is that it's been criminalized across yeah. the world. Right. So cannabis is illegal in most countries, mostly because of this THC component. Guess how many countries it's fully, fully legalized in. So the country, country wide, fully legalized. <sighs> how many it's countries are in Scandinavia? <laughs> yeah. It's and probably for recreational so small. Use. I think, I think it's like seven. Ten. Yeah. It's seven. Seven. I was right. Yes. Seven. That's wow. what I found. That's what I found. Last I, it could step be, of, se- of season three, and I got the game right, and I'm right. very happy. You got it wasn't the gig. Even a game. You it got the gig. Random. But you did gig. it. You did it. You got the gig. And that's for recreational use. There are other countries that have other laws about medicinal use that we'll, we'll get into. But, like, for example, the United States is not one of those on that list. Right, because, right. Because in the United States, only 21 countries. 21 have, states. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 21 states and two territories. Uh, yeah, there's not countries within the United States. And then in Australia, just its capital territory, it's legal in. And then there are other states that have like weird things like the Netherlands, it's legal in coffee shops. Which is oh, right. Like, yeah, but for very- that, I mean... I mean, sorry, I have been to the Netherlands. <laughs> no, Ooh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to do that. I'm sorry to do that. But also coffee shops to that, like that, those are weed cafes. Like that's what you do there. Ooh. That's what. Oh, that's So that's what's interesting. If you want a, a cup of coffee, I mean, sure, you can get coffee, quote unquote. But like if you want a cafe, it's a cafe, but a coffee shop is a weed place. Mm. Interesting. So you have to be in one of these weed, like it's just straight right. up fucking the, I don't know what. <sighs> Like a weed cave. Like you just walk in, it's like a dark cramped space. The ones the ones I experienced, like you walk in and you just feel like you're in this very kind of masculine cave like atmosphere and there's like a bar, but it's just like weeds weed menus. You have to smoke it in there. You cannot leave with it. So that's what it almost has like a a bit of a yeah, I'm like, I wish I could do this more outdoors. It is weird. It is strange. All of it is a bit strange about the legality of it. I mean, like right in the U.S., you have 21 states that have legalized it, but it is still a Schedule One drug in the U.S. Mm. So federally, you know, you cannot travel from state to state with weed, you know, and not to go off on on a go tangent, off, but Shannon, go, <laughs> go off. off. It's it's got a problematic past as a Schedule One drug. 
Right. Because there's a huge racial bias when it comes to, you know, who is arrested for these crimes. You know, we know that white study after study has shown that black and white people use marijuana at the at similar rates, yet black people are more likely to end up arrested. Same with like when you look at crack and cocaine, same yeah. drug, different names, different people use them and different people get arrested mm-hmm. for, for exactly. them or used to or whatever. Or I mean, I'm sh- still do. I don't know why mm-hmm. I said right. So whenever we're talking about drugs, it's such so, it's such a loaded topic, right? Because it's been used, you know, as this uh, kind of tool to for systemic racism and a lot of different issues. And, and because of that, there's a lot of cultural like maybe biases that we have around the drug itself. If you go to the ACLU's website, they have a really great data presentation on like kind of the breakdown of how it's been used. uh, And um, yeah, anyway, so. (laughs) She went off. (laughs) I didn't really go off, but I think it's important to have that conversation in any kind of conversation about THC, uh, you know, coming back from. I think uh, ultimately, like, look, I know nothing. I'm not a scientist. I'm just saying if you are going to buy weed, like just maybe think about who you're buying it from and think about where it's made and think about who's profiting as with all purchases. True. Mm -hmm. With that, let's talk about THC and how exactly it works. Right. So we talked about there's CBD, there's THC, there's all these other cannabinoids chilling in your marijuana but THC specifically works, and other cannabinoids, but THC works by it mimics a chemical that you already have naturally in mm-hmm. your body system, right? It, uh, it, mim- it mimics what's called a endocannabinoid. And so endocannabinoids are things, little molecules, little lipid-based molecules that you have floating around your brain and also in your periphery. And what endocannabinoids do is essentially they're kind of like neuromodulators. So they don't – when we think of like neurotransmitters like like dopamine and serotonin, we kind of think about how they like make things fire, like make neurons fire. Mm-hmm. Endocannabinoids aren't quite like that. They more like – they like kind of attach to neurons and kind of modulate the activity of the neuron. So they oh, might work – They might work like with the dopamine system. They might like when they're there, they might kind of like dampen, you know, dampen certain parts of the brain or make it more difficult for like neurons to fire. But they're not actually kind of like a neurotransmitter necessarily similar to like your dopamine or serotonin. They more modulate activity. Mm. And because of that, they're present all over, right? They're like all over the brain. They're like all over your periphery and how they act is they act on these things called CB1 receptors and CB2 receptors. And those receptors are all over because they're wherever, you know, this little molecule that you have in your body is. So how THC works is THC looks a lot like that molecule you have in your body. And it's really, really good at binding to the receptor. Mm. Actually better than your, your you know, natural little compound. Wow. So it's basically using... Like many other drugs, it binds to a system that is already in your body. It just does it in a more powerful way. With CB1 receptors, they're so all over the place. I mean, a lot of receptors are all over the place. They can modulate a lot of different systems. So that, you know, that includes things like 
pain, inflammation, learning, memory, wow. sleep, eating behaviors, your immune system. There are CB1 re- and CB2 receptors kind of like all over. So say like, you know, when they're, I mean, this maybe is a dumb question, but who cares? No dumb like questions. When you say like you're having an edible and you're taking like two milligrams versus five milligrams. So because you're taking more milligrams, that just means more of these receptors or these like things are being sent to you so that it reacts with more things in your brain. So basically your number of receptors will probably like be the same, right? Your receptors are already there. There's, you could always talk about like after habitual use, will you have like upper regulation of receptors over time? But you know, even one given time, your receptors are already there, right? Because this system's already in place. When you're eating more of a THC, you just have more of it available to bind to those receptors. Uh, And so it might bind to more of the receptors or it's just, you know, because any kind of receptor binding is kind of like via chance. So it's just like more will get bind or with the different, you know. Mm -hmm. Greater chance um, and higher quantity. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Interesting. So is there a way to know like how much you should do? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, listen, I'm not prescribing any kind of amount or anything to people. I'm sure there's like lists of things online of how, you know, people, you know, certain like body body, weight. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, sensitivity. Are you a regular user? Again, with that idea of like... That brings up the question of like, why does it sort of feel different for different people? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, part of it is that like it's a subjective experience and I don't think we know all the answers to this. We we don't know. Yeah. And people probably have different, you know, amounts of the receptor in different areas and there can be a lot of like genetic variation. I don't have all these answers and I'm sure scientists are still trying to figure out all right. those answers. But yeah, it's just kind of generally like, you know, think of, you know, any drug also, it's also has to do with how you metabolize the drug, right? So like, think of like some people, you know, need more Advil than others, right? (laughs) Based on like genetics and metabolism and all those things. So again, back to the idea, like it is a drug, right? And so it is a drug that you're ingesting and it does affect you know, systems in your body, which is also just kind of like an interesting thing to to think about. Yeah, like sometimes you're smoking weed with your friends and it's like one person will kind of like be acting or being just feeling more high than other people or some people are like, I don't feel this at all. There's all that. Like what even is being high? What does that mean? Yeah, I think that's really interesting, right? Like kind of like, yeah, what, why is THC specifically psychoactive? And and again, it all goes back to that kind of binding this, to the CB1 receptor, you know, because those receptors are kind of all over your brain, you know, it can change things from like your attention system, right? So I think a lot of people, that feeling of being high is like you get really hyper yes. focused on something. Yes. Um, and that's, you know, part of it just like working this kind of modulating effect. Also, it can it acts on areas of the brain that are involved in like sensory perceptions. So I think people feel like different, 
you know, sensory perceptions. They like feel like, like their some touch senses, is different. Yeah, mm. like senses are like keyed in more. Sometimes I feel yes. that. Like, wow, I really hear all the parts of this song. Or, yeah. Or, I, yes. or I'll watch a whole movie and be like, what happened? I got none of that. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Just like watching the colors in the movie. Yes. <laughs> For me, it's like, I think something's, I think, I think I'm solving problems in the movie that oh like, my it's God. not a movie. I'm like, someone's going to die. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're like, setting she up. She just something. has to have a conversation with her father and then the yeah. wedding will go smoothly. And that's father of the bride. Part two. And like, that is not <laughs> like how you're supposed to watch movies. Um, but it also... With the sensory uh, perception change, what's also really interesting is, uh, you know, the idea that a lot of times THC can give you the munchies and we'll talk into a lot of some of the like kind of FDA approved uses for it with that. And that's because, Oh my God, again, munchies. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, go on. Yeah. But that's, you know, because you have these receptors, you know, on your hypothalamus, which which is in charge of like hunger si- signals. It also changes sensory perception. So there's an idea that like maybe things taste a little better when you're high because you're oh, wow. you're you're smelling things a little differently. So it's kind of such like a multimodal experience because these receptors are kind of all over. And again, you have them all over because your body naturally produces them. We just they're not normally being produced at such a like high amount or with such a high affinity to the receptor. But like so then the is this true that every time you do it, it's like it could like affect different receptors in a different way because like it kind of attaches to whichever or is it like a kind of like, you know, usual suspects thing where it's like you it goes in and it goes back to the same receptors? Yeah, it, it you know, there it most likely will affect you in, in, a, in a similar way. At different scales, right, like with any drug, like it, how you're taking it will determine how quickly, you know, it gets into the yeah. bloodstream, which then is how it's delivered all over the body, mm. um, right? So that's why like eating an edible, it might take longer right. for you to feel high than if you smoke it and it directly goes into your bloodstream and all these things. So that's, yeah, I mean, that's kind of just like, that's just how drugs are metabolized get in and again there's like the longer term questions that again I'm no expert in is the idea of like if you use it over time how that changes your system in such a way that like will you get high in a different way will the same will there be different effects for you with that I mean the thing about THC is that like till recently because it was that schedule one drug well still is right it still is that's that thing he, Biden was asking governors yeah. to change yeah. the classification. Right. Yeah. And uh, well, and one thing that was good, I think, if I'm not mistaken, is they have. Uh, what's the word sort of let go of the sentences of people who had. Oh, yeah. What's the word like nonviolent. Right. Well, he asked governors to do that. Yes, governors to do it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, because it's yeah, because low low level drugs. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately, you can ask people to. You can ask governors to. You can ask all day. Yeah. Right. You can lead a governor to water. (laughs) You can't make that governor drink. (laughs) That's what they're always saying. Yeah. 
because it's a schedule one drug, a yeah. lot of the research about THC and cannabis has been a lot of like just about like how addictive is it and not about like, okay, we have a drug that like m- – that like has real effects on the body, like what are the potential uses for it pharmaceutically? Because by definition, a Schedule One drug, I believe, has no known medical uses. That's part of a Schedule One drug scheduling. I think you're right. Yeah, which is kind of crazy because like THC does have recognized medicinal uses, that being right now, for now, FDA, the FDA has approved not THC's specifically, but these two synthetic forms of THC, which are very similar to THC Mm. itself. Two of them can be used for the treating of nausea and vomiting caused Mm. by cancer chemotherapy. That's, I feel like most people are familiar with that use. Yeah, stepmom. Oh, yes, stepmom. Stepmom. Yeah. Susan, Julia. I feel like we've mentioned that movie on this podcast before. Yeah, we have. It's probably me. Uh, and then the other approved treatment is for to treat loss of appetite for weight loss in people with HIV and AIDS. Oh, wow. So those are the two like FDA approved treatments. But there are so many areas under investigation yeah. that show like promising, you know, just to name, go through some of them, right? There's pain. That's a big one. And recently there was this kind of big study that came out that was kind of questioning the effectiveness of THC. Um, with pain because it was kind of it 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 was effective in treating pain, but it was only as effective as a placebo. But mm. again, as we mm. know from this podcast, placebo effects are very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they improve pain, if they like reduce pain, then like let that's them fly. Good. That's wow. good. That yeah. is really um, cool. They can, they're being investigated in terms of helping to decrease, decrease opiate use. Again, mm, we right. have a huge, talking about pain. Sorry, yeah. I just, that, my, my, my mind just went to, I wonder what the placebo version of this is. Mm. And then I just thought about everyone like secretly smoking oregano. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> or like, what that is would, the, yeah. you know, they're Maybe like, Maybe it's nice. I mean, yeah. This is. This is a synthetic Ma- marijuana. Yeah. Um, right. They're probably it's, really not saying, good it's not saying that it is a placebo, right? right? It's not saying that it is yeah. a placebo. It's saying it's just as good as placebo, but placebo does actually reduce pain. Yeah. Like, physiologically. But think so. about them in the lab. They're good. They're good. They're probably coming up with some really, <laughs> yeah, some really interesting good knockoffs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the lab? In the oh. lab. So much in the lab. You could get like arts and a, crafts. Yeah, arts and crafts. <laughs> Other areas include anxiety, epilepsy, glycoma. Oh yeah, um, I heard about that. Oh yeah, irritable bowel. Uh, I've never heard about that for that. Wow, um, really? Irritable yeah. bowel. Weed. Irritable in what, bowel. In what world? Does that help? Um, I don't know. There's very. There's like this very one. Little research. <laughs> oh. Oh my god no i just like to, yeah it's i want to i want to read about that i'm going to look that up later because it just yeah. seems like two different completely different systems but like you said it affects so many systems so yeah. exactly exactly and that's the thing is that it there these these receptors are found all over and again we don't know if they could right. help these diseases right that's why we're doing the right. research now mm, right um do it now 
we got to do it now. And that's why, you know, there just needs to be a lot of like, I think, federal funding into this because maybe yeah. there are, maybe there, it's a treatment we haven't looked at. Um, yeah. But at, yeah, MS, um, a lot of nausea related to different things. Um, there's been some recent research on using it um, for help, for treatment of PTSD. Um, again, because it, it works on our memory systems and things like that. Also, sleep problems which we know from this podcast that if you can help someone sleep, you can help with a lot of different diseases. Yeah. Save, you can save, save a save life. The world. Yeah. yeah. You can. It all you goes can. back to sleep. It all goes back. It all comes down to sleep and up to sleep. I mean, I think that this has been really interesting and like opens up the it feels like it's an open path to so many discoveries about like how THC can help us live better mm -hmm. but also it's like hard in my mind to let go of like maybe I just watched Rachel Lee cook like too many times I just feel like there must be things that can go wrong right like it oh can't yeah yeah absolutely I mean I think <laughs> and ultimately this is your brain on drugs and it is a, an egg <laughs> yeah. being cracked right I mean this is the thing it's like should it be a Schedule 1 drug? Absolutely. I don't think so, um, in my opinion. But, like, it is a drug, like I talked about, and it is affecting systems in your body. And so, yeah, there is something to say. And it for sure creates anxiety for a lot of people. Like, it's, that is an effect of THC is it increases anxiety. And it's also, like, I want to just – uh, trust that anyone with that response to it would be like, wow, I never want to do that again. That was terrible. But there's so many people who like wouldn't. They'd be like, I guess this is what weed is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The thing is with all this like research side of it, what's interesting about it is like if there are real ways that it can help X, Y, and Z, then there are ways to like look at THC and like how do we modify it so it doesn't have the negative effects but can still like help other things and what could we learn about different diseases through you know learning about how this drug could be an effective treatment mm. but of course THC some something that we have to note and why it is a schedule one drug or on a drug list is it does have addictive qualities but I I say that with like you know a grain of salt because studies have shown that it's like not it's it's addictive potential is nowhere near yeah and also things like alcohol and we've yeah tobacco. we've we've talked about things that are yeah like we our wine episode for instance yes or yeah. you know chocolate can be addictive like it's sort of right it, it there's so many things coffee to me coffee so worldwide yeah. addiction worldwide. a lifestyle a lifestyle <laughs> addiction um, but yeah well a dependency for sure so in theory what it is is that THC does through CB1 receptors does cause the release of dopamine in the brain. Anything that like causes the release of dopamine at a certain threshold is going to be thought of as reinforcing, which is meaning that like you you learn that like, oh, this releases dopamine in my brain, so I'm motivated yeah. to do mm. that again, right? Yeah. That's how motivation works in the brain. So THC does work like that, but you know, a lot of things work on our dopamine system. And is it as addictive as other substances? No. With that said, I will also say, though, part of the conversation is always, and I think you feel like it gets thrown in, is like, oh, but what about the children? Mm -hmm. Of course. Right, right. You, right. you got to say in the... You got to think about the children. Like, yes, 
any kind of substance that you take while your brain's developing, there's a big question mark there, right? Because like your brain is growing and responding and like if if you put anything on it, it's like, okay, we don't know. Yeah. Uh, full circle, this is your brain on. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe it was good. I mean, it's just like with anything though, because like, you know, the same could be said about like coffee, wine, you know, of all course. of these things where it's like when you're younger, it's like you're in these life stages where things are developing and things yeah. are changing. So it's like you don't and really want to alter or do anything to alter or ch- change what's naturally happening. And change like who you are. Like, and I'm going to be controversial. I don't care. Again, I'm not a scientist, so, uh, but like talk to a person who's like high all the time. They're really annoying. <laughs> oh my God. Talk to a person who's high all the time. They're maybe not exploring parts of themselves that they would if they had a clear view of even just their body. You know, I don't know. I don't, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, what a bitch. But, you know, yeah, yeah. People can be really fucking annoying <laughs> when they're high all the time. And I love getting high. <laughs> right. I mean, it's again, it goes back to everything we always say, everything in moderation. Yes. Have you ever talked to someone who's constantly has acupuncture needles in their back? And they're annoying. Walking around town? What about annoying. someone who's always drinking too much coffee? Oh, they're annoying. they got to oh sit God. down, take a nap, honey. What about someone yeah. who's, who's always in a sauna? <laughs> sweaty, sweaty, sweaty. <laughs> too much. Oh. Slipping right out of my hands. So, yeah, so basically we want to just say everything in moderation, you know, don't rush anything. If there's something I could tell you from the other side of of being young. Yeah. Like being like a kid. Don't rush things. I don't. know you're always going to if you're if you're 10 and you're listening. And, and you probably rush. are. And you probably are. But yeah, like, you know, moderation, you know. Everything in moderation. I keep saying that. Everything in moderation. And also be sure to, I think the thing that I always want to check in with myself about is taking a break can help you see things more clearly and that you can take little breaks, long breaks, whatever you want to do. So don't rush things. And being honest with yourself. THC is extremely fun. And you know what else is fun? You know, Doing whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. 100%. You- Again, it's like the it's like the, sel- what, the self-care tool belt we always talk about. Like for some people, like maybe THC is part of their like self-care regimen. Yeah. And for others, like maybe it's not so self-care-y. And like that's yeah. okay. Not everything has to be for everyone. And yeah. by not so self-care-y, I think you mean self-square, Shannon. Oh, uh. sorry, sorry, sorry. Well, speaking of fun, that brings us to the final <laughs> um, moment of our oh, wow. podcast, which is self-care, self-care or, or self-square. self-square. Well, I'll set it up and I'll say, just like Shannon was saying with the tool belt and your self-care tools, I'm saying self-care with the caveat that, you know, don't overload one area of your tool belt because then you're going to tip over. Whoa. There we go. That's That's a visual. Yeah. And I'm going to follow that up and say self-care. She says overload. (laughs) I'm going to say overload. Tip over. Go big. 
Yeah. And don't go home ever. Um, self-care because these are really like, these can be really, really therapeutic effects on your brain and on your systems. But like everything else, remember the yeah. moderation. And the science um, is there. The science is there. It's really nice that we have science like yeah. for this thing. It's so mm. nice to have research done. It's so nice to have real answers. It's nice to be able like, it's not just this like open argument everyone was having with their mom you know it's not it's like no we have like stuff in the data (laughs) and it's nice that it evolves and as time goes on and it things change or there's more information available or more like or things have compounded you can find out more or you know they can change you know their recommendations or whatever it's Mm -hmm. just nice to know that it's a continuum Yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think as the years go on and as more funding goes into this type of research, I just think, yeah, we'll we'll learn more. And yeah, it probably won't be helpful for everything. It's not going to be some like absolute miracle drug. But at the same time, we can learn more about it. And knowledge is power, baby. Yeah, knowledge (laughs) is power. And remember that, 10-year-olds. Yeah. Well, I know. Who are we directing this episode? We're talking about this episode as to our teenage self. I we feel are. like we started there. Yeah. And that's kind of where yeah. we've been who we've been speaking to this whole we've episode. Been sitting in our that's teenage so cells. true. That's so true. It's like a new type of dare. Yeah. This is the new <laughs> dare. This is the new dare. Oh my god. We just established a new type of dare today. And it's I dare you to um <laughs> To um, what you do to do drugs I, in moderation, kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, I dare you to moderate your self care to about. <laughs> Darum. It's like Darum. The M is for moderation. Yeah, I don't or know. mayor. We're the mayor of East Town. <laughs> um, well, everybody, as we got to get off this thing. We so got to get off. <laughs> Thank you all for listening and thank you all. This is the final episode of season three. We um, are so happy that we've been able to bring you such fun content. I don't know about the rest of you, but as we're recording, I'm really learning. So that's a nice thing. Thank you. Um, Thank you, Shannon, for bringing us all the knowledge over these seasons. And honestly, every time we hear from any of you, it's like super exciting. And we all talk about it and love everyone who listens. And so if you have any things you want to learn about or know about or some little question that's been tapping you on your shoulder, give Mm -hmm. us a little email Mm -hmm. for season four because We'll be um, gearing up towards season four soon. Yeah. Well, thank you and au revoir. (laughs) (laughs) Au revoir. Bye. 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 The science of self-care. Follow us on Instagram at the science of self-care. On Twitter at SOSC Podcast. Email questions, topics, or anything at all to the science of self-care at gmail.com. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash science of self-care. And special thanks to Ramona Udvardi, who created our podcast artwork. You can find her on Instagram at Ramona Made This.